Welcome to the Buried Gems Podcast, where we dig through internet literature to try and find the next big thing. You know, you get that, you get that, you get that icky sticky taste, you know, when you drink a beer and you're like, I'm with my bros and my bros be like, I don't want that beer. I want an American beer. And so I grab an American beer, an APA of sorts, and I drink it and it's like a melting pot of taste on my tongue. And that's <laughs> how I would describe. How nobody use that line Wait. in a beer commercial? That's a good line right there. We need to save <laughs> I that. I mean, that's a good ad. Are APAs already a thing or can we just use that as a fancy name for like a natty? It is a thing, but it's not very common. Okay. It's so, American Pale Ale. It's in an IPA you would hop it for like a month or two because that's how long it takes to get to India. For an APA you hop it for like 2 or 3 weeks. Okay. I just thought it would be fun to be like, "Oh, this is the finest APA from the uh, <laughs> Keystone Mountains or something." Yeah. <laughs> the, the Keystone, Keystone Mountains. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that melting pot of flavor I get when I drink my my rye my rye PA. Oh shit, that's why it's so fucking really? intense. It's a double rye PA. Twice the rye, That's twice the guy. That's what I say every time uh, a, a girl, a friend who's a girl of mine's like, I'm interested in this guy. I'm like, does he have twice the rye? Because if not, he's not my guy. He's not my guy. I only take twice the guy. <laughs> if, you if you don't got twice the rye, he's not my guy. <laughs> not my guy. I take the rye. <laughs> I'll take that rye and don't you lie. He's my hey, guy. <laughs> hey, are you down tomorrow, uh, Hyena, to go to Goodwill and find some costumes? For Saturday, I have a poncho a so I can wear that and I could try to get cowboy it's not, boots. It's not raining, is it? <laughs> you can just be the yellow guy from Curious George, <laughs> be way out of place. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. You're the yellow guy. You just said you have like whatever, uh, windbreaker. He doesn't wear a yellow, no, a poncho. He doesn't wear a poncho. Sometimes he wears oh, poncho. a poncho. There you go. It's a poncho. Uh, it's more like, like a rain. Uh, poncho kind of yeah true. jockey slash safari coat you know it's like the jockey yeah, pants like, but uh, then like with a safari coat on top of it i mean what else does he wear actually maybe it's not a half bad idea i don't what else like curious george i think curious george is based off like a real monkey they brought to new york city and that monkey was a dick and it was nim all monkeys are dicks that's true they'll rip dicks. your dick off Dick off or face off is the real question. And I face think off. Both. They've, they've definitely done both. stories of ripping dicks off, right? So uh they they, uh, they rip arms off. I know that. Surprise you wanted to go to Goodwill tomorrow. You know, you're on the record on this podcast for being against everything Goodwill stands for. Uh when it comes to electronics. They stand I for. I like how it's not that he's against the product. He's, he's against, against the everything they stand for. And the concept. I I yeah, I'm against the concept. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I I donate so much to Goodwill, it's not even funny. He's just a blasphemer. I'm only upset when he buys... <laughs> I'm only upset when he buys electronics from hey, it, and then he's surprised it doesn't work. My speaker system has been working great for a whole year. He's got it Half done. A year. Got it yeah, done. how many microphones Quarter did it take? Yeah. I mean, That's speakers fair. work Speaker right system. away. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If it ain't hey, broke, that one microphone didn't work. Okay, actually, so I have this thing I saw at Goodwill today. I was looking it up. I was consulting one of our other podcast hosts that's not on today. He's like the music expert. Uh, what what no is Soren? Yeah. He call himself Soren on the podcast, but it's uh, Soren. But uh, it was like this like vacuum tube amplifier. So it basically, be like a receiver for the speaker. Yeah, but I so I looked it up. It's like really hard to find this thing because it's made by a company. What we found out is that it's made by this company that like hand makes their shit. 
so they don't make much. It's absurdly. It's a fifteen hundred dollar fucking. Well, those thing. those vacuum tube ones are super old, and they're really cool because um, if you ever heard that song "Spirit in the Sky," that fuzzy noise is almost uniquely a vacuum tube, and it's from actually like the the guitarist making his own vacuum tube. Right, the guitarist can use yeah vacuum tube amplifiers, and so you can like really fuck around with it, and they sound really cool. But just, you know what also sounds really cool? Digital amplifiers. They sound pretty good. You know. You don't have to pay $1,500 for some handmade one, usually. That's true. Handmade ones. And what else is handmade? You got tacos are handmade. Amish fireplaces. Amish fireplaces are handmade. Um, How about fan fiction? Is that handmade? Fan fiction's handmade. Technically. It is. That's too smooth of a transition, though. But you know what? Something's not handmade. And you know what's not handmade? This podcast, because it's made by our voices. And our voices on our hands. Get on the program, you guys. Our voices made this. This is our. This is the only <laughs> homemade, voice-made podcast on the market. That burp is staying in. It wasn't handmade. It just reverbs its way through. <laughs> Dude, this Tapo Chico is some good shit. That's why I get it. Got that carbonation. Podcast. True. If we awesome. get a uh, sponsor for this, it actually should be Topo Chico. <laughs> We all That'd drink Topo awesome. Chico, right? I would it's happily delicious. drive down to Mexico City to receive the sponsorship. No, I, I wouldn't, mean, actually. That's a long drive. I, but I'll do it. Fuck, if they give me some <laughs> goddamn Topo Chico. I mean, if it's on the company <laughs> account, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, if it's just a drive, that's a problem. Hyena has the weakest standards for it. They just have to give him a bottle of Topo Chico, <laughs> is what it sounds like. Well, I'll, not I'll a make bottle, the- like a truck full. Like, come on. I do, <laughs> that's not my implication. Like, a fucking, <laughs> here's your complimentary bottle of Topo Chico. <laughs> and you know what's on top of our Chico's? The Barry Jim's podcast, where we talk about fan fiction. And in this particular series, believe it or not, we do have series. We are a network. We have We're time. Syndicated. We are syndicated by NBC. Five Believe countries. Good luck figuring out which five. <laughs> Especially since we don't translate. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah. Uh, but this is the Sierra the Robot We're series. Just podcasting uh, to non-English countries this whole time. Why is this our podcast not taking off? It doesn't make any sense. So we're actually on TV, so people just see like a black screen and they hear us in a different language. <laughs> but this is the Sierra the Robot series. We got me, Fancy. Okay, if you don't know who's on the Sierra the Robot series yet, you got to listen to the other three. I mean... Yeah. Get out of here, man. You, you got to go back to the first one or else you're not going to know about Jesus. But on top of that, we got your narrator, Fancy Octopus, here. Uh, we got your voice actor, Proper Gent. Up. He's uh he's a little low energy right now. He just found out his house was being foreclosed on. <sighs> it's really a shame because like I didn't even realize I had a house, so I had the excitement of having a house, and then I was told that that house is being foreclosed, and I have to declare bankruptcy. So you know, it's really an up and down day for me. Good news, and, bad news situation. And the best good news for someone else in this group is that the company foreclosing on it is actually Seth Industries. Um. We're going to squeeze a shit ton of oranges in it. Good luck sleeping under the bridge, asshole. <laughs> going to make Nixon's sense. dream live on. Like so have the, has the orange company paid out? Um, typically in thank yous. We receive a lot of thank yous. Already doing better than Nixon. Wait, wait so you, <laughs> Honestly. Send, you send the juice and you get a thank you back. Well, we don't have a very good distribution service, so typically it's just the one stand outside of my house. But we're about to expand. We now have this house, so we will be opening a second shack. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. I don't know you who doubled. that person is, you know, that you're referring to, but <laughs> proper gents' house has definitely been, you know. Yeah, and don't come within a hundred feet. You know the clauses. All right, I don't want to see you at my stand. Um, and then of course we got the lawyer and all of it. He's the one arbitrating the thing. That's actually we're in an arbitration room. We're paying sixty dollars an hour for the arbitrator to shut the fuck up and stay quiet back there. Don't you talk. This microphone's very sensitive. But we got hyena here too. Who are you talking to? <laughs> the arbitrator. We're in arbitration uh, over proper gent's house. And but you're, is it, you're, am I the arbiter? No. You should you know you shouldn't have you shouldn't have been accepted by the bar if you don't know how arbitration works. You're defending Seth Industries, and I'm okay. here recording for my own purposes. <laughs> what a terrible company name. <laughs> <laughs> you should have Oh, you're paying. Money. We did not think that one through. <laughs> Well, as I said, we have uh, billions of thank yous, uh, but if you're looking for money... I mean, you should have hi- hired a, a hyena as a lawyer, so this is on you if we lose this case. Hey, I bought a house in thank yous, okay? I have I'm a 0% well win rate in human courts. The hyena court's a lot different. Can we get this moved to a hyena court? <laughs> is that within the jurisdiction? Is that like a kangaroo Well, court? we have to kill all of them to win, including oh, the, the arbiters. No, no, like, uh, so, like, you have the, def- it's just like human court, we have the defense and, you know, the prosecutors, but instead, they kill each other, and whoever okay, wins. Okay, so we'd have, we'd have, Propagen as the defense, Seth Industries as the prosecutors, we'd have the barbiter here as the judge. So, like, when you hire a lawyer, it's more like you're, like, uh, just getting some mercenary on board to help you kill the other guy. It's really what lawyer means in hyena culture. I was gonna say. So hyena court's essentially just war. Yes, but it's like a very, you have a lot of decorum, though. More decorum than a hyena war. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's more like you a death more match. More decorum than a hyena war. Yeah, okay. like, it's not a war, it's a death match. You know, you got decorum, you know, there's rules. Unlike hyena well, warfare, there's no rules so in that. Is it kind of like one of those circles, like, um, what is it, Black Panther, where, like, they have to get into the circle exactly. and fight it out? Waterfall. Oh, this is going to be good. But there's... There's no flower juice, though, unfortunately. Okay, also, cool. since we're both males, I don't know if you know this, but in hyena culture, it's actually a, like a stringently enforced matriarchy. Yeah. So it kind of, life kind of well, sucks gotta admit, for that male hyenas. Well, that you don't have, sadly, this arbitration does cost $80 an hour. So, proper gent, do you accept the, the call to death match? Uh, are you guilty? You can you can walk away and admit you're guilty, and then we don't have to fight. I want to offer a trial by combat. Okay, so now we have the death match being counter-offered with a trial by combat, which in Scottish lore means that we have to read Sierra the Robot, which I think is what we wanted <laughs> yeah, to do anyway. Can't confirm. <laughs> so, uh, let's give a quick summary of what happened. To see the robots so far. I'm not going to do a full story because uh, you should just catch up. Um, so what happened yeah, last time? I fucking Cena, idiot. Last chapter was chapter seven. Last episode, uh, it was released last week. A lot of lasts in there. And that means that you should catch up. But uh, you want to be first, not last. And so we get into uh, Sierra meets her siblings for the first time. And she also meets her neighbors for the first time, even though that was kind of brushed off. Her neighbors are some bunnies who are really cool guys. Um, she babysits her new uh, siblings, falls on a rake, gets really <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Hearing it back, it sounds like oh, it's crazy. <laughs> falls on a rake, it's really fucked up. Uh, the bunny guy comes and saves her life. 
Uh, then they go get ice cream. She eats a spoon happily ever after until chapter eight, which is where we are right now. Um, is that, that fair? Is that what you guys think sounds like happened? Right. I'm just that praying for right. more Jesus at this point. We're going to have some more Jesus. <laughs> for the first so, time in uh, my life, I'm praying for Jesus. Could be like your catchphrase or something, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm praying for Jesus. So anyone... Yeah uninitiated, I, I've already repeated this, go listen to the other ones, because you're not going to know what's going on. But anyway, Sierra the Robot is written by Typhon Omega 1138 on fictionpress.com, and it's the misadventures of an orphaned robot girl, Sierra Samuel, as she finds herself and a family. So are you guys ready to, bio to get... Bio-droid. Get, get into the lore. It's Sierra the Bio-droid. So you guys ready to get started on this? Meh. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess so. Sure. That's the most enthusiastic <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. I've had a sad life. <laughs> Everyone's been very yeah, negative. It's the most positively anybody's ever responded to me. Sure. <laughs> I guess. It was a positive. It was a net positive. Today is my 16th birthday. It's been three years since I was uploaded into a BioDroid body. Since then, my creator, Dr. David Samuel, has been dead or otherwise missing. It's a vain hope, I know, but not only did he create me, but he raised me for 13 years. Ultimately, however, the events that led to my flight from a government kill team for being a sentient BioDroid led me to find a family. God, that story was so cool in the beginning. We literally could have started here. Exactly. We literally could have started (laughs) all of the episodes right there and gotten everything that happened. I I didn't even do a summary. That's pretty good. Oh, but I didn't finish. For being a sentient biodroid led me to find a family. And God. I made new Uh, friends. Because she did find God. I made new friends, some human, some alien, and at least one thing that was a fellow, and at least one that was a fellow biodroid. And I even found a love for singing. Who's the fellow biodroid? Oh, we don't. Uh, we're not gonna talk. Isn't, I, not, I think it's like a. I think it's like a fake biodroid. Biodroids are fine, but like the AI inside. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. If, you're like, if you're like, if you're a sentient biodroid. So you guys want to? You guys want to all sing along? We got a little chant here. Okay, let's do it. Ready? Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy, Happy birthday. of anything wrong with that i did a single uh, note the whole time <laughs> it was the bear you could you could actually tell when singing because he was just so off pitch compared to everyone <laughs> the guest sang the cake itself looked delicious with vanilla frosting is that a is that a callback here to the famous cake of chapter one I think so. I hope she gets to eat this one. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah, they built up to the first cake. Are we going to have another cake build up and then just get, you know, have it ripped out from under us? Obviously, it was a triple-tiered cake from its size. After the singing was done, yes, I blew up the candles. Describe the cake. Oh, we're done. My Damn. first ever birthday wish was that I would become more human, a better understanding of my newfound emotions. My second, I actually wished for a puppy for a lark. Turned out that one of my presents last year was a golden retriever. I named him Gold. I'm technically a robot. Creativity isn't really in our collective ballwick. He's quite a sweat dog. Ballwick? Ballwick? Bally? Ba- ba- I don't know how to say that. Yeah. That's... That's a, that, is that a word? Yeah, I don't like, think it's a word. Spell it. 
Yeah. B A I L I W I C K. One huh. sphere of operation is a particular or a particular area of interest. Well, okay. we're learning new words today. Look, their vocabulary is better than ours, I guess. Even though they can't spell sweet right, they spell sweet <laughs> wrong sweat. every goddamn time. He's quite a sweat dog. Though, like most dogs, he doesn't really understand the concept <laughs> okay, of personal so space. Spelling sweet like sweat. <laughs> yeah, every time, every single time. If you've been wondering why we've been saying sweaty, I, yeah, I've been sweat, very confused actually. That's why <laughs> it's just always damp. It's annoying. Though, like most dogs, Back sweaty. <laughs> He likes dogs. He doesn't really understand the concept of personal space. I've been trying to teach him, but so far it hasn't been fruitful. He also tries to eat poop on our walks. It's more than a little annoying. For my 15th birthday, I wish that I'd meet a cute boy. Hey, I may be a robot, but I have the same wants and desires, if you know what I mean. Yes, daddy. Yes, daddy. Does she? (laughs) (laughs) And I did. His name is Dave. He's autistic. Something that (laughs) I feel a kinship to. He has problems expressing and understanding emotions, as I do at times. He also has extreme social anxiety, which I've taken to help him with. So far, he's been receptive. That was also a bit of a misunderstanding with Jennifer. Let's just say that she's a bit of a double agent, and she thought that I was an agent of sorts as well. I was actually just telling her that I'm a sentri- that I was a sentient biodroid, and that I was just sorry for keeping it a secret from her. Seems like she tells a lot of people this. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's another person I- that. Jesus. Who the fuck There's is Jennifer? There's a hit squad out there. <laughs> it's like this kid's ex is what it seems like. No, or? I think, was it the girl with Jennifer's the- Jennifer's you know, with the strange accent. With the strange, strange oh, accent. Oh, yeah. Okay. The Wookiee accent, yeah. Everybody's fond of. At any rate, for my wish this year, I wish that I would begin to steps, the steps to professionally be a singer. I know it doesn't seem like much, but as I've said, I've come to enjoy singing. It wouldn't hurt to make a career out of it. I, I don't like it when people use it wouldn't hurt in situations where it's obvious. It's like saying, like, it wouldn't hurt to make a career out of it. No, it wouldn't hurt. It, Unless if she, like, started doing cocaine and, like, heroin and stuff. Oh, and that cocaine. could hurt. But I also be baller as fuck. Does so the story just end with her becoming, like, Gary Underwood? <laughs> that would be a good ending. <laughs> I guess that means it doesn't, but... It wouldn't... That was what I was thinking when I blew up my candles, that I wanted to share my voice with the galaxy. Several days later, I found my chance. Share of records. God damn it. I'm about to become what I wanted to be, a singer. I'm crying. Sherub. I wonder if, you, if anyone who catches the tonal things there, which Sherub's usually used for. A major firm that produced music was holding out a singing contest, and the top five winners oh began a recording contract. God. So it should have been no surprise to anyone that I signed up, and aside from Dave, it wasn't. As for Dave, okay, so Dave was surprised. As for Dave himself, he is socially he surprised his singer. Yeah, but that's this isn't a social thing. This is oh, your singing girlfriend wants to do the singing competition. How is that a surprise? That's yeah. not a social <laughs> surprise. As for Dave himself, well, he's kind of a cynic. Specifically, he's more than a little in tune with the worst aspects of human nature. Things I know a full well when I was, from when I was a disembodied AI on a computer from over 10 years ago, granted I only read about them. I haven't really experienced any of them firsthand. Look, Dave, you know this is important to me. I know you're concerned about my well-being, but I'll be okay. I promise. I said to him over my RD. 
I know. It's it's just that there are a lot of shady people in the entertainment industry in general. People who want to do bad things to you. Dave said nervously. I know. But this is something I want to do. It's sweat that you're concerned about me. (laughs) (laughs) But it's going to be fine. Really? I said reassuringly. I know. (laughs) You're practically invincible. Dave said, referring to the incident when we first met. He was being harassed by bullies, and I stepped in. Apparently the school's football quarterback is no match for a girl who's effectively a beanpole. Thank God he didn't have a rake, am I right? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like a fucking rake would have wrecked her. Maybe we should stop saying wrecked and we should just start saying raked. Because, you know, these raked. invincible... She got raked. She got fucking raked. <laughs> it sounds a little provocative, though. Yeah. It's a little close to something else, yeah. That's the thing, though. Well, you I mean, that's just your... It's you're edgy. just being a perverted dumbass and thinking of it that way, Seth. <laughs> Much like so someone... You knew what I was thinking dumbass. of, all right? Don't act like this is just if, me. If you think of it that way, you're just a perverted dumbass. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? How dare you? You know what? Get jump. raked, hyena. <laughs> I'm not offended by that, because, I mean, I could use a good back scratch, because I wouldn't fucking die from a goddamn rake. <laughs> Appearing to getting hit with a rake really hard to a back scratch. You must be one badass over there. (laughs) He ain't no bio droid. He ain't no fucking bio droid. (laughs) Though to be fair, my bio droid body is superior to any sort of natural strength. Unless it comes to rakes. Unless it comes to rakes. Power of rakes. Look, we'll game next week. I promise. Goodbye, Dave. Was that the? Was that the anxiety? Was that they wouldn't have time to game? <laughs> I think it's more <laughs> being together in general. I, I could see that. Okay, maybe I'm not specifically it. that. I said as I hung up the call functionality on my RD. Next to me was a 12-year-old girl. Hi, I'm Lily Utua. She said in a friendly tone. Sierra Samuel, are you here for the audition too? I asked as I shook her hand. Uh, yes, uh, it's been my dream to be a singer like my dad, but... She then had a coughing fit. <laughs> Do you need water, Alonzo J? I asked in concern. Oh, oh, I got flipped. No, that would actually make it worse. I have a rare throat cancer. Yeah, she just needs Lily chemo. Said. I was about to say, she has cancer. Like, it's just so obvious. God damn it. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I take it that you can't just have your your voice replaced by a biosynth or even a cybernetic voice processor? I asked with concern for the little girl. <laughs> I, I could, but it wouldn't be my voice. And that it wouldn't be my voice. Also doesn't cure and the I, fucking cancer, but... That I'd be sharing with the galaxy. Lily said, I have to admit, I find her defiance against her disease inspiring. But if she really wants to sing so much for more, I'd guess a year before death to cancer. I'm no expert on human anatomy. (laughs) I know enough to know where everything typically is. What? 
That was a confusing sentence. Sad I'm sentence. I'm so confused. If she like, oh, 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 I'll, I'll restate. Is... But okay. Also, I've noticed Typhon. You use too many ellipses, bro. Like, not there's not this many pauses in things. But if she really wants, it's all caps to sing so much for more. I'd guess a year before death to cancer. I'm no expert on human anatomy. I know enough to know where everything typically is. Everyone caught up? Okay. That makes sense. I mean, Everyone's just uh, one of the more poorly worded sentences for this. This person's been pretty good so far compared to some of the other people. So just that's just a surprisingly bad sentence. Yeah, I was surprised as well too. That's really brave of you. Although there is an age limit. You have to be at least 15 to enter this audition, and you'll be dead by then, bitch. <laughs> Are you 15? I asked. Are you? <laughs> she asked in turn. I turned 16 a few days ago, actually. Also, you didn't answer my question. You look about 12, I'd say. <laughs> I said. Yes, I'm 12. But I don't know lo- how long I could go on with my cancer. <laughs> my doctor says that procedure is expensive, and we don't know how long I could have. <laughs> Still going under the American healthcare system, I guess. The future. So, <laughs> I'm just gonna try my- to make my dream of becoming a singer true. Either way, Lily said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are probably better. <laughs> this is why she has okay. the autistic there boyfriend. Are... Remember, they're a good matchup. Makes sense for the robot. There are probably better ways of going about it than what you're doing. Yeah, twelve-year-old girl you're dying of cancer. Do you even think about it? She's trying not... to temper the expectations of a terminally ill child. <laughs> I'm not saying you shouldn't. Don't get me wrong. It's just I'm certain that there are other ways for a preteen to get into the music industry. I don't know what they are, but they're bound to exist. I said, trying to be diplomatic with the child. With any luck, she won't be <laughs> quite as unreasonable as Karen and Bob often are. Also, I'd just like to say, like, this, so this is like an American-style type show, right? Like, they would eat that shit up, like a 12-year-old cancer girl. If she they could sing remotely, if she list. could sing decently, like, she's immediately going to get like at least a few rounds in i think that's why sierra is just trying to like disqualify her right she knows that she's like oh god i can't have competition bitch (laughs) (laughs) there's not an age limit at all just like yeah i mean totally it's a 16 year old i i know but this seems the quickest way (laughs) lily said she seems a good kid if more than a little (laughs) stubborn also i'm curious to see if she can get away with lying about her age I was actually impressed when she said that she had dwarfism and called the man at the reception desk a bigot for not believing her. This poor little girl. <laughs> a cancer-ridden dwarf that's not even old enough to be in the competition. No, so she that's what she's saying. Well, she's not actually a dwarf. She's just saying she is to explain oh, why she's keep older. Going with it's it? like, oh, I'm like, oh, I'm like 25. It's like, what? Yeah, I'm a, a, no, you're not. It's like, oh, you're bigoted against dwarves. Is that what you're saying? Saying I can't be old because I'm little, like yeah, that sort of thing. This chick knows how to play it. Yeah, she might not even have cancer at this point. (laughs) Thank the Lord, (laughs) she's just lying. She's lying about all of it, man. (laughs) 
Thank the Lord for temps. A professional secretary wouldn't have taken such an accusation or a child yelling at them sitting down. And I made a funny. I got to remember to write that down. I don't know what the funny was. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, when it was my turn, I sang a a cover song of Dust in the Wind by Kansas. I wasn't really paying attention. (laughs) In these times, that would be like singing like a Gregorian chant. You know, it'd be like an 800 year old song. But it'd also be such an oddly specific, like what Kansas, that's what that's still going to be around. Like if they're going to be singing some pop song from these days, it'd be like, right? I mean, Dust in the Wind's a good song and all. But like those, like you know, kind of sentimental, serious songs are a dime a dozen. The wind. It's not going to be, yeah, these cheesy. Um, yeah, dust in the wind. We're singing for Sierra, so that give a good background. Anyway, <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention, but could have sworn one of the judges was crying. <laughs> well, I guess oh she is. God, this is so beautiful. I mean, it does have the symbolism. She's gonna be dust in the wind in a, within the year. I, that's what. No, that, I don't know. That was. Oh, uh, it's a different. No, that was Sierra. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sierra. Sierra. Oh, my bad. See, it'd make more sense if it was the cancer kid. I will say though, she's awful at picking up on social cues, so he probably wasn't crying. Also, Sierra's <laughs> very arrogant. Just, shit, I got some she's, shit in my eye. She's laughing it so bad, <laughs> or the judge is laughing because yeah. it's so bad. She's like, oh, he's crying. Also, Sierra's always been so arrogant about everything, man. She's like, you know, I wasn't really even trying well, to pay attention to the advanced- judges. She's a super advanced biodroid who gets killed by falling on a rake. Of course she's arrogant. I'd be arrogant too. Then it was Lily's turn, and she descended into coughing before she could get a word out. I had to spin doctor that she was singing a traditional wreck war. Doing my voice all warm up. song. (coughs) (coughs) It's actually a thing, but I had every reasonable doubt that she knows that personally. Thankfully, the judges gave her a passing score, and I took her to the bathroom. It's going to be okay. Here's something for your throat. I said as I gave her some special tea from a thermos I bought. She took the <laughs> thermos right out of my hand and drowned the whole thing as when I poured a cup. Okay. That's... You've got quite the taste for tea, don't you? I said in surprise as I took a sip from the tea I poured. I... I'm... I'm sorry. My coughing fits can be more than a little unpredictable. Thanks for saving my bacon in there. I'll wreck Saving my bacon? (laughs) Coughing song. Never in a million years would I have thought of that one. Lily said. Oh, that is a real thing. Just try to conserve your strength. I said reassuringly. Sorry for drinking it all. I just no need to apologize. Yes, save some of the tea for that. Those of us are gonna live longer than a year. Come on. I was just surprised, but I'll be honest. I was kind of scared. I said. But we just met. Lily said. True. But humoring human suffering in general leaves me ill at ease. Besides. You're strike me as a sweat kid, I said. <laughs> Lily looked embarrassed. Lateron. Okay, I think there's just some common mistypos. I think they're they, they're typing directly into Fiction Press, because with my experience, there's no spell check on Fiction Press. 
So they, I think right. they just so they just seriously mixed think, up the words. Yeah, completely. they like sweat and then also ladder because they said ladder. Well, I mean, even it, but that's the thing. Even if you had an autocorrect, it, the word is spelled well, that's right. That's true. Ladder on, we heard the names of the winner, including me and Lily. I, I can't believe it. Lily said in disbelief. Agreed. Most humans can't pull off a wreck. <laughs> coughing song. <laughs> but more importantly, is something wrong? I asked, noticing that Lily looked depressed. At least, I assume she's depressed. It's... It's nothing, really. I just wish my mom and dad were still alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Come Lily on. said... I... I know what it's like to lose a parent. Are you living with someone? I asked sympathetically. Not unsympathetically, if you guys are wondering. It's sympathetically. I live with my grandmother. She takes care of me, but she's not really nice, and she hates music. They said... (laughs) (laughs) Like... I can understand, like, there's people that don't, like, listen to music a lot, but who who hates it? Just hates hates yeah, just, like, music. hating the concept of music. Turn off that your grand- fucking any, music! Like, any music you put your granddaughter's dying of cancer. Like, you could tolerate another year from That, too, age. right? <laughs> just accept the music. And that had to make things awkward. You love music, but you live under the roof of someone who hates it? Must be fun at her home. Listen. How about we work out how we're going to be singers and and I, at some point, get you a new voice box? I offered. What? But I need that to sing! Lily objected. I know. And it's also slowly killing you. I promise that it will still be your voice. I said... Hopefully this won't turn into a ship of Theseus situation. Just one tumor infested throat. throat. So I don't understand. If she gets the voice bot, like her her problem with the voice box. Yeah, I think I think it's an implant. I think it's an well, implant. right. But but her problem with it was that no. It was it'd be like a replacement her of her entire throat. So like her entire which throat would cure would her fucking cancer. Yeah, and make her voice yeah. better. Like what's this fake ass conflict going? It won't on? be her voice. Her thing is yeah. This is not her original voice, and so I that get like that destroys. Part. But now, that, that but now she's part. saying it could be her voice. She's saying like, but that's that's Sierra. That's Sierra like trying to cheer her up. Right. Yeah, she could be lying for sure. Even though I gotta say, there's random smart I, things thrown into this fanfiction. Not saying the fanfiction's dumb or anything, but like the ship of Theseus situation. Even though it's misapplied, it's a very interesting part of like these bio. Like that's the thing. I mean, it's, that's like a, a cool. Of- yeah, that's a part of the transhuman concept, though, right? It's like you could have something that's better objectively, but would you do it? Like, oh, you it's, could have this stronger robot arm, and it's better but is it still you worth it and yeah is it you is it worth it yeah all sorts of questions get but yeah like there's these trappings of like i just don't think she should have cancer for that question though right it should be that she it's like oh because sierra could be like hey you could win with this voice box and she'd be like no i want to be one of the singers that wins with my real voice like maybe all the singers 
win that all the ones that win have voice boxes right like that could be the conflict of like oh i want to be a singer with my own voice so not oh i have cancer it's just that like you know the obviously the ship of theseus was just a reference that's all it was because it's just the she says the ship of theseus situation she throws it off but it's just interesting how there's like all these trappings of like really interesting concepts that could be explored more like the transhumanism with jesus or even like the transhumanism. transhumanism there's just so many transhumanists just begging for these threads to be pulled and they're just not uh, but this I mean, that's fine. No. That's what it is. This one's kind of, if this little voice box thing keeps going, it's doing it. And I'll admit, meeting an orphan girl with throat cancer the same day I'll begin my own journey to become a singer, they say God has an odd sense of humor, but that's usually in relation to the platypus. Still, I hope we become <laughs> close friends in the days to come. So God, what? <laughs> End of chapter eight. <laughs> Oh, that that goofy god making that platypus. <laughs> what a wacky guy. <laughs> so how do you guys feel about uh, Lily? Uh, I, I, I like the whole voice box thing. Just the cancer doesn't seem like that needs to be there for this. Because that kind of undercut... I mean, I guess it I, I makes think, it... I think you're looking at it from a very transhumanist perspective. And I think a lot of... I am too... But I feel like the author is... Well, that's the interesting. That but that's the interesting part. So I'm going to complain about it. <laughs> to me like that's the interesting part it's almost like the opposite of what i feel like is typical of these where they over explain it you know like they're really heavy handed yeah this one seems to go in the opposite direction where she hints at all of it but doesn't like take it the full distance yeah we could use a little extra pushing it's the biggest like, problem. it's like honestly we can take it there but it just doesn't feel like the text is doing i feel like it. some of the chapters earlier like i said the singing contest which is important for her character because she's becoming a singer but some of that time could be used explaining her journey through faith but however, I feel like there's like an incentive for the author to like, you know, identify with the character, which leads to right. them just saying, we believe in God. Exactly. Because you could explore, you know, this robot. Religion and God, religion and robots is the ideal because, you know, we view religion as like a purely human creation. Like the relation between the covenant is the relation between God and the human. So implicating a robot there really muddles things. And really changes how we think about God. Well, plus, you could have like a whole concept of like the humans like not believing that these biodroids that are sentient actually have souls, and then that the the official religion line could be that hey, they don't go to heaven, right? Because they don't have souls, and that could easily be what you know the actual religions in the world do when this. It's in the what's going to happen when this happens. Yeah, I guarantee. Like I would guarantee a lot of money. Every major religions if they made a sentient major robot. Like on the level of this biodroid girl, if that existed in real life, like yeah, the Catholic the Catholic Church still around, they're not going to be like, oh yeah, they what? go to heaven. They're hardcore humanists. Uh, if you know? g- gay people don't even go to heaven, but yeah, this robot does. Like yeah, that's not going to happen. But that'd be an interesting thing to have explored with her. Yeah, like her coping with that. Got a lot of like a little off topic there. I feel like we got back to doing the whole singing thing, which I didn't see coming. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm saying, like, they need to stick with a plot line. Please, please. I mean, it's just like, sounds it, like the singing thing is what's going to be. You think that's, it's, I, I think, I guarantee you it's lasting for only one more, one more, if not two more chapters. Well, let's see what happens. What if she, like, sings at the end of this and it just cures everything? <laughs> she she converts like, people through singing. She converts yeah, like, the killers. Lily's cancer gets solved and, like, her family comes back and everything. Just, like, what if just stick the to nexus? a storyline. I swear They're to all God. connected. They're that's, not. That's they are not. No, they're not. Okay. They're not. Well, chapter nine. Is the next chapter not going to be the singing thing? Because I swear to God. I remember that I was incredibly nervous. 
I was in the recording booth recording my first original song. Of course, as a bio droid, we're not really creative. So I was basically hopeless when I was asked to write my own songs. So I turned to Davies. He wasn't terribly enthusiastic, not only because of his misgivings about my new job, because he was completely clueless on how to write a song. Not that he's a terrible writer. He's actually a really good writer. They have this interesting... I don't... Un- they have this paradoxical punctuation here. It's an ellipsis followed by an exclamation point. Sure, why not? I don't know how... What is that? An excited pause? Oh, that's another top of Chico. Right. <laughs> Even though he doesn't really explain his writings, and he's only shown me a few, but what I've seen is pretty good, in my opinion at least. So I sat down and sang the song that Davies had written for me. It was about the seasons, comparing the yearly climate changes of old Earth to a phoenix, rising and falling each year. It was technically a poem, That's, but it... <laughs> doesn't work, but all right, sure. <laughs> but it worked as a song better than I thought it would. How much better, you might be wondering? Well... And the award for best original song this year... Is Phoenix of the Seasons. Come on up, Sierra Samuel. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. The MC said, I went up to the stage to receive my award. We love you, Sierra. I'd like, Woo! I'd like to thank my family for all their support. My best friend, Jessica. <laughs> Gotcha, girl. For first getting me into singing, my boyfriend Davies. Hey. For writing the song, and of course. Uh, His name was Dave, right? Yes, the (laughs) name changed. But Davies, Uh, it's it's a cute nickname uh, thing. Oh, yeah. And of course, to God Almighty himself. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I said excitedly as I held up the trophy. I'm really glad she went through these trials and tribulations to finally reach this award. I'm very <laughs> proud of the journey that she went through to literally that get a whole line break. At the rap party, I met someone. Someone I never imagined meeting before. She was a young woman, about my physical age, I believe. Of 16 to appearances. Her skin... I don't even have to make, you know, headgum-style puns. They, she just does it on herself. But they're not puns, they're just weird wordings. <laughs> Her skin was a sort of light brown, her hair was a, was colored dirty blonde, and her eyes were a deep brown. Overall, she didn't seem all that impressive, but... <laughs> Sierra's kind of savage, honestly. Sierra's very What, savage. just because she has, what, brown-haired, brown-eyed people can't look impressive? That's... This shouldn't be called Sierra the Robot, it should be called Sierra the fucking Savage. The arrogant prick. <laughs> but she wore a brooch. A brooch that only members of the Imperial family, the Ashborns, are permitted to wear. Huh. Good evening. We've never met, but I'm a big fan of your work, she said. An Ashborn princess likes my music? Come on, Sierra. Don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. You're an Ashborn! Ah! I said, screwing my first impression. Good eye. I am a princess of the Ashborn family. In fact, my brother is the emperor for whatever he's worth. (laughs) But enough about my family. 
I must say that phoenix of the seasons, well, it's gotten me through a pretty rough patch in my life, she said. Oh, well, I'm honored to be of even indirect assistance to you, your grace, I said. Please. My name is Victoria. You, for one, have permission to speak to me as an equal, Victoria said. And oh, I'm wow. Sierra. Permission, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> to speak as an equal. I imagine you already know that. I said. Indeed. Though, I must ask, where did you come from? Victoria asked unexpectedly. Excuse me? I asked, uncertain as to the overall meaning of her question. The Imperium has eyes and ears pretty much everywhere. And from my own investigation into inquisitorial files, you just came into being on some barely important border world three years ago. No birth certificate, no nothing. Victoria said. Princess really did her. Oh, Tapa Chica. Damn. We're gonna rename you. Now. You're no longer hyena. Like, <laughs> what kind of you're, gross animal makes just like weird burping noises? <laughs> the Tapo Hyena's Chico mess. dog. <laughs> no, he's fucking annoying jackass. That's his new name. I I'm do not. So much editing to make those Tapo Chico burps so epic. <laughs> I see. I said nervously. So I came here, despite pressing matters on Terra Phoenix that really demand my personal oversight. To ask you personally, also, I know that's a little bit weird, but... Well, you don't really have any social media accounts, so I couldn't really ask you there. Victoria said, couldn't hit you in the DMs. Type of singer doesn't have good social media representation. Right? And now, I was, well, and truly afraid, I mean... Could she have sent that kill team that split me and Dr. Sam up in the first place? Oh my god, a new plot line? Oh, what is the overarching plot? I mean, this plot? is a she new, this is, like this is a red hair. This is a returning to the old one, but... Does she suspect I'm a sentient biodroid? Because uh, if she had, if she was having that knowledge, it'd be pretty fucking obvious, right? Like, oh, you happened to just be made three years ago and happened to just look exactly like the daughter of the guy we killed that was making the biodroid. You also happen to be really competent at shit as a 16-year-old. Hmm. Could, could we discuss this in private? I asked. Of course. I'll run some theories of my own by you. Victoria said as we left the party. that's not a guilty way of saying, like, you know, <laughs> oh, can we just speak about this by ourselves? Away, behind closed doors. And uh, we went... I into the I think they're a good match for each other, though. This princess lady is super arrogant also. I think they match up personality-wise. Um, hey, wait. I'll take this. Give me 30 seconds. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Oh, too much beer. Oh. Too much beer. That's the new podcast we're doing. If you want to be part, it is a good ad. Uh, our Patreon should be set up by the time this airs, hopefully. If not, we're lazy. But we do have a Patreon come out, and it's called Too Much Beer. Or not, it's probably called Buried Gems. 
But I would hope well, so because that's the name of the podcast. I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say we need to talk. Uh, about but I was they're not in that, charge of our social media anymore. If that's how you go uh, too it. much beer seems like what are you guys saying that all my promotion where I go to every Facebook page imaginable in a fake name not related to the podcast and yell at them that they drink too much beer is not effective? I don't know tell you this, but that might explain why we're not getting more viewers. Okay, well, I guess I'm not a. I guess I'm not a producer. That's why we're plateauing? I just thought. Anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, the too much beer, uh, uh, Patreon or the <laughs> the Barry Gems Patreon should have it set up. Uh, we're gonna have a Discord feature. You know, uh, we're not too. We're not. We're not high ballers. So should we're gonna try and make sure it's cheap for you too. But you should be able to get on our G, uh, Discord. Uh, we have a fun, thriving, spicy secret episodes on there. Some eventually, spicy secret not now, but eventually, sometime. But go ahead and you know put the money in. Actually, now. maybe by order. now, because I mean, by the time this is released, this could be. This oh coming, shit! Yeah, this is gonna be released. Wow! In the now. future, in a while from now. So yeah, uh, if you're not on it, then it should be set up by now. There's some spicy, spicy episodes on there, and then also you'll get access to um, episodes too spicy for the typical platforms. They wouldn't allow too, us to they put it allow on the platforms. We get deplatformed. iTunes was trying to silence us. And so, um, if you want to join that, it's pretty cheap. We'll figure it out. Just go to our our Patreon. Uh, it's probably linked on our website. Um, and then I'm assuming it's called Barry James. Just go to Patreon, search Barry James. You'll find <laughs> That's it. That's probably on the website. You might forget about that part. Whole. I mean, whole, I don't know. Part of like, the you know coolness the of our podcast is that we're aloof. Wouldn't you agree, fan? Probably not. No good things are aloof. Actually, <laughs> like, if you look at successful <laughs> things, you're not aloof. Yeah, <laughs> even aloof, like they just forget even, shit. <laughs> even even um uh, even like uh, secret bars aren't aloof. <laughs> not at all. Anyway, yeah, check out our Patreon. Give us a dollar. I don't know, so we can pay and for if, uh, anybody's listening that works to Topo Chico, you know, try to get us a contact. If you have an in with Topo Chico to. and you can mail me Topo Chico because they're not going to sell it to where I'm going to live, then because they're a bunch of like, savages. We're not a don't know podcast, to... you know, that has advertisers yet. We just have like a hot list of advertisers. Well, we got a we bunch want. of great advertisers. We, we have a clothes. list of advertisers we want to get and that we're advertising without getting paid for, like the excellent flavor of Topo Chico, or should I say or, lack of flavor? Or the wonderful, water. wonderful taste of flaming hot cheetos where uh, they not only oh, yeah, are you have a great taste but they know that you're a man of the people when you try one of those you know what would be nice after a bag of flaming hot cheetos top of chico, Topo chico. No, anyway that first was you get the fire then you get the cooling water that is a pretty good combo actually i gotta admit that's pretty good yeah, combo. our sponsors are lining up even here. though you'll be hiccuping like fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> right, but that's why you just don't do a podcast while drinking Topo Chico unless you're on Barry Jim's. Unless you're on Barry Jim's, in which case I'll uh, I'll make sure that you have to do it. But I mean, I'm drinking this to help us get that, you know, that brand deal. I'm committed. I'm showing the uh Topo Chico community that we'll be a good asset for them. And top tier, top tier Barry Jim's Patreon thing. I will come to your backyard and I will bury <laughs> some gems and you get to dig them up and find them. The top, how much do they have to pay for that tier? At least a plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like otherwise we're losing money. <laughs> so let's say like three hundred dollars. That's about a plane ticket to anywhere in the domestic United, United States. United States, yeah. The United continental States and United States. Continental United no States. No Hawaii or Alaska. We're we're thinking ahead here. You're not going to loophole us on that. If you're within driving distance of where I am, I will refund you a little bit of it. 
and we're not for just the first month though just the first month second month's all on you um (laughs) anyway where were we (laughs) on this story Uh, of course i'll run some theories of my own by you victoria said as we left the party and went into the woman's bathroom now I just want to keep an open mind about this, and I'll need a cutting instrument to really show you, or a syringe if you have it. I said. That's not a good start for your conspiracy theory. And the reason for that is, seriously, how would a dagger answer anything? Victoria asked as she gave me a dagger. Not a skilled public figure. You never give a dagger (laughs) to someone who's meeting you (laughs) in private. I'm the (laughs) sister of the emperor of the galaxy well i mean we don't know how far reaching their galaxy. empire is but it's huge or yeah because she wants to be the best singer in the galaxy right so that implies it's all oh, yeah, like the, one. The, it's a galactic empire right yeah so she's the sister of the galactic emperor and she's handing a knife a to some fucking rando <laughs> <laughs> i quickly answered her question as i nervously cut my hand showing my pink bio droid blood she's so oh. bad at hiding the secret yeah what like it, which even asked, I don't understand this situation actually, honestly. So she, Victoria said, Hey, let's go talk about some secret stuff. And then, like, no, she hey, asked for the fact you're a robot. And then the other one was just like, Yeah, no, I'll prove Yeah, let me prove she didn't even to you say I'm a that. robot. She said, yes, She didn't, hey, right? Like, no, she said, You know what? Uh, it's weird. We haven't seen your birth records yet. And I couldn't hit you up on social media. Okay, then come to the bathroom, give me a knife. I'm a fucking robot. Okay, so it was Sierra's idea? So it is. And it was just blood going everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not a, a robot. <laughs> I'm a real boy. Papa Gepetto. So it was oh. Sierra's idea. Okay. Yeah, this was all Sierra, man. Yes, I am a biodroid created by Doctor Samuel. Oh my Lee. God, she's uh, now she's even she's saying the name. Dance. She's literally spelling it out. The guy you killed. The guy your government killed because he was doing... I... Please tell me you know why sentient biodroids were made illegal. Victoria said. Yes. Shortly after the first Phoenix War, when the hated Anatha race were driven from their homeworld in vengeance for depopulating Old Earth, a biodroid went insane. And nearly killed the first Ashborn Emperor himself. Then decades later, he was assassinated by a biodroid agent from outside the Imperium itself. Yes, his death nearly broke the empire he built. And the biodroids that helped him build that empire paid the, tri- the price. Reduced to nothing more than a slave race. And I must ask you, what do you want? Victoria asked me. I don't wish to harm anyone. I simply desire to live, to explore the p- true possibilities of being alive, of being as close to human as I can be, to do to do something, anything, other than live in fear of being killed or turned into a mindless slave because of some ancient renegade and an assassin. I said. I see. Then I will see that no harms comes to you. Victoria said. Why? I asked. I wasn't lying when I said that your song got me out of a dark point in my life. Biodroid or not, you deserve a chance to live your own life. Besides, the biodroids are the main reason why the Imperium even exists today. They were given human-like intelligence when they were first created. 
and they deserve a fighting chance for that to happen again, Victoria said. You, you really mean what you're saying? Unlike my idiot brother, I'm not an oathbreaker. So tell your family that if you're ever in trouble, that all they need to do is ask for Princess Victoria. Now hold still. That wound is still seeping, and you wouldn't want others to think that you're a renegade biodroid, would Victoria you? Victoria said, and I couldn't believe it. I had made friends with an Ashborn princess. I mean, how cool is that? Shortly, this, that that line right whole... there makes you think of Hannah Montana. Like, <laughs> uh, see, the setup would have made more sense because it's like you. She, they set up that you know Victoria is against the brother, right? So maybe he's like the rabid anti biodroid. Oh yeah, but uh, right, but uh. This whole thing could have been set up earlier so that it was like played with that maybe Victoria is like pro, but it's like a secret thing. She's obviously not going to be open biodroid. Nah, I mean, but then we wouldn't have the chapter about the singing competition. (laughs) Yeah, like or the cake or the steak. I mean, there's I don't think of anything I could cut or add to this story to make it make more sense. I'm just saying, maybe a little bit more of a build up to Seth like, is nodding. Oh, hey, <laughs> you know, I hey, agree. come, cu- I'm gonna cut my arm open in front of you and just gamble that you're pro biodroid <laughs> based off a, a small, small hunch. Not a smart move. Shortly after I returned home, there was a knock at the front door. I was alone, and despite instructions not to, I opened it anyway. And the door was a disheveled old man, a black man with blue eyes. Oh, like her. Well, except she's a girl, but whatever. She's a black girl with blue eyes. I I remember. Is that the end of the chapter? I fucking knew it. See? (laughs) It was a really long pause. Okay. (laughs) Okay. See my memory. Chapter nine. So what do you guys think of chapter nine? Um, Unrealistic. Improvement. Well, <laughs> a little <laughs> conflicting there. Okay, let's do let's do a let's do a. Uh, a I don't disagree with there. him either, though. <laughs> These aren't necessarily like you know contradictory. Like I think that it's cool. I I think I feel like the author wanted this to happen, but it makes no sense with the storyline at all. Like her entire point is they're going to kill her if they figure out she's a robot, and then she gives it over to like what has to be the closest person. To the sole ruler of the galaxy that's going to track her down. Don't see it. But well, but it did set up before she like did the reveal or like her weird bullshit reveal of like uh, she's against her brother like really strongly. So she saw that, but you should have had the character. You should have had Sierra questioning it more. Like be like, huh? It seems like she's you know, and she should have gotten more confirmation, right? Like maybe she like gets closer with this lady over over a chapter. To where, like, there's more than just the one time she, like, called her brother a, a horrible. Like, maybe get some confirmation that she's actively working against him somehow in some way. And then do this reveal of cutting your own fucking arm open right away. Like, just don't do it right away. This I, wasn't like, even, I, like, getting to know each other level. This was just first impression. This was, like, five minutes after meeting each other. It, yeah, it was literally like a celebrity going up to another. You guys are ignoring like, hey, I'm a fan of your work. That her song uh, written by her boyfriend Davies about the changing <laughs> seasons being a phoenix got the princess through some dark times. And that, you know, is worth a thousand words. 
Just empirically speaking, seems like a seems like a trap. What happened to Cancer Girls? <laughs> cancer Girls are off chilling somewhere. She's or dead. She just yeah, she just lost dead. the competition <laughs> and died. Like Jesus. I mean, that's the thing. We didn't find out who won the competition. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. It didn't say she won, but she apparently did well enough to become. Also, I thought it said in the last uh, chapter that there were like winners, it. and that the Cancer Girl, like Emily, right? Was her name Lily? Lily. There we go. Lily and um. Well, they got past the first stage, I think. I mean, I'll, oh, was that just right. the first? Yeah, I thought, right, they won the first stage, potentially. Yeah, I thought her and Serena both, like, or Sierra. Uh, let me, let me take a one. look. Uh, she got a passing score, so... Right, which it's is a real a weird low way. competition. Well, it it, it could mean that she won. I don't know how this competition works. This competition could be total bullshit. Yeah, I mean, fuck, fuck the competition, whatever. She's like a singer... The Empress likes her. So... Yeah, just too quick here. Like, this plot point that just happened needed to be at least two chapters. But, yeah. So, I I, I like this. I mean, I don't but really like this chapter. actually moving shit along. That's why I said improve. That's the that, reason I said improvement is that at least, like, this should have been happening th- three chapters ago, right? Like, you could have... S- that's the problem because then you could have used those three chapters to build the relationship with victoria to where this makes sense and isn't just like going into a bathroom the first time you meet somebody and cutting your hand open the way that typhon handles exposition in this story is either through a witty asides that sierra is just thinking about or through random exposition dumps like if you notice the way that she explains the reason why biodroids aren't legal is through like a quiz like the 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 princess is (laughs) like the princess is like, you know why, right? And then she's like, answers like she's at, like she's she's like doing an oral fucking report. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll admit, as far as yeah. the stories that I've been around to like listen to and that I've heard, I really think that this is one of the like better written for sure, and honestly, one of the better thought out stories. I think that there's just like serious lapses yeah, the- in judgment. Like, it's just a couple times here and there where it's like, what? In, like, that doesn't make any sense with what's going on here. So I guess you're saying this author like has the most potential out of any on the podcast so far, but it's yeah, I mean, fucking it up. Depending on like when this was written in time, I think that this author could actually like probably do something. I just think that this was a little misguided at times. It's it's like missteps, big missteps that are going on. Yeah, exactly. Story. It's like novice kind of like mentality. Like you know, it probably just hasn't written a whole lot of long stories like this or something. And then also you have to remember that like I don't know if I was if I was writing something as long as this. I personally would want to think out at least the bare bones all the way through, but for a lot of oh, these stories, absolutely. they don't they don't do that because it's more of like it's a, serialized as it's they a, go along. Well, it's, yeah, it's an as they go along type thing. Like it's kind of like right. they think of a story idea, very different and then every week or so, week if they're good, month if they're not. Well, I mean, not if they're not good. It's just consistency, right? Like a week if they can be consistent and they work hard on it. A month if they're just like being reasonable with themselves. They add a new chapter. Um, right. And so sometimes these stories get a little confusing, right? It's like kind of like with the anime, because the whole reason a lot of animes have a lot of um, miss uh, like filler episodes is because they were able to to convert manga to anime faster than people could write the manga. So they have to come up with nonsense until they, right. you know, maybe we had the whole kid babysit episode as like you know a little like. She thought of she thought of that, but didn't think of something that progressed the whole plot. You could tell like, that okay, this, this is just a this is just a, a gut feeling, but I feel like the author watched Home Alone and Home Alone Two recently before that episode. Well, she mentioned it directly. She yeah. meant she referenced it directly. What? Also, it's like very similar, and so I think you can tell a lot about these because also they like these are more freeform. These aren't like as planned out, 
and as meticulously edited as a lot of stories. Which, I mean, I'm not saying that right. that means that we shouldn't criticize them as hard. I feel like we should criticize them even more because it's like a way to look into the author's like innate style without perfection. And it's not to try to say we should shit on people for their innate style. If anything, we we should be more reasonable of it. But it's also, you know, saying like it can explain why it's so confusing, right? Well, so here's the things for me, like as a great example, um, like so... So, like, the author seems really good at pointing, like, Sierra obviously is, like, really into food, and there's a lot of food references, and that keeps up about, like, all that we've seen of her character. Like, it makes sense with her character, but at the same time, he, like, completely neglects to, like, oh, but she might get killed if she says she's a robot, you know what I mean? And, like, that just comes out here and there, so, like, that's what I'm talking about, where it's, like, he seems to have a lot of it, or, like, she, I actually really think it's a she that wrote this, but... Um, do we know for sure? No. Well, actually, I mean, like, I mean maybe. I had to guess. I would if I had to guess, I would say it was a she. I would agree. But so, like, I, I remember when know, I was talking like, about I like it have back all of in this. the first. Uh, I mean, not really. Uh, there's no information on here uh, about who it is. We can only guess from the writing. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's a she. Sounds like yeah. a she's writing style. Yeah, right. Actually. Like, like, a, like a Sierra's 17. a she and like... 17, 18-year-old girlish. All the chick names are, like, well, well thought out, and then the guys are, like, and Bill, guys Bill and Bob, thought, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, like... <laughs> it's kind of funny. But so, yeah, that, that's, like, what I see, where it's, like, it just seems like, you know, it's not as, yeah, polished as it probably should be, but, I mean, it's still good for just, like, some fan fiction that showed up online. Yeah, I think that's right. another common critique. Uh, like, joking aside... Uh, there are a lot of like common criticisms I can think of these things. The first one I think we've noted a f- quite a few times uh, was the this one has it too is where you qualify every dialogue statement with who said it, which is fucking terrible. It, right? Yeah. It's not good on the common ears, and it's not. Writer trap. It's better on the eyes than on the ears, but it's also bad on the eyes because it's like half the time. I know who fucking said what. The only time you should be clarifying who's saying something well, is when it's literally... Do, and you could do a start a new line, right? That's what you do. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is like, even if you don't start a new line, which is what you should do. You should be able to tell from context without starting a new line. The only time that, that you, you should say this person said this is when it's ambiguous, right? When you have like a group of six people and the style, but then usually you should be writing in such a style that each person is so unique and different that you can tell the difference between what they're saying. So that's what I was saying. It's ironic for us, I think, because it actually helps me a lot because proper general do very like similar voices for a lot of them. So it actually helps me to be like, oh, I said or something like that. But if I was reading it, I can agree it would be very clunky and just, yeah. No. Like, yeah. Well, because in your redundant. head, yeah, it's a, it does help with the podcast, specifically ironically. But like, even one of the, but imagine if it was just a regular audiobook which doesn't have voice actors. It would just be me. It would actually it, that's make completely it. Different, yeah. It would make it very confusing. And it, typically, what should be done, and this isn't saying that like I'm some perfect author and I know all, but I'm just saying from my experience with books. Yeah, none of us general, are actual writers or have gone to college. For I mean, writing. I've write, kind I've written of a, a funny little factoid bit. for the podcast. I, I've dabbled with writing and I read a, a, a decent amount. Well, sure, but all of us, yeah, do that, like, because we only need to be at the basic level for. But what I, what I was saying is that, like, uh, the only time when you need to say when someone said something is when it's ambiguous. Like, if someone just randomly enters the room and says something, like they're interrupting, then you need to say who said that, because then you have no context on who that is. Like, if two people, but, are but talking, even in that scenario, say somebody busts in the room, you'd say like you'd have to mention that. Well, also, and I would say yelling, that, so that busting even with in, that, it might be well. Obvious. There's a lot of things because I could say there's better ways to do it than busting in with their dialogue, and it depends on your style. Because like, right, if you look at like, saying the busting in shouldn't start with their dialogue anyways, it should start with the description. Well, it can, of like, and it, oh, it, 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 
but it depends on the style and there's there's a million ways to skin a cat and so but i'm just saying is like if there's ambiguity that's when you clarify but if there's not ambiguity you don't and that's where i think a lot of this gets hard um with this particular piece they're actually really good about making situations to where that there shouldn't be ambiguity there's only two or three people talking and they all have different styles so the added extra thing i think is almost like they were taught by grammar almost like okay someone said something you have to say they said something and if you read young adult fiction like harry potter you see that that's what happens like go read a young adult novel and it's great for learning different languages taking a harry potter novel or a, a young adult novel and read it in a different language that you're trying to learn and you'll learn great because it's written very simply and it's written in this structure but i think when you try and get into like you know people who are like fluent in that language and are like you know just looking for a story that is it's clunky and you can decipher it from context and realistically your story you shouldn't be having and this is a problem i see all the time you shouldn't be having six characters in a scene who are talking to each other because it's confusing movies don't do that and TV shows don't do that. Like TV shows do it maybe when they're all sitting in a circle and they qu- and they quietly wait their turn. But like you also get the added benefit of like they'll just point the camera at the person exactly. so you can do like, <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you know can like visually see it. Yeah. But like in a right book, away. what usually happens, and this is actually how normal conversation works in real life. If you think about it, two people are talking, and then you can tell from context who those two people are talking. And then when someone interrupts, it's clarified. And in real life, it's through their voice. And in writing, you can say. But then Joey birded in, and then you can tell that Joey's talking, and then you can continue on with your rants and stuff. And there's a lot of ways to do it. And it's something that, and I mean, I know I'm ranting on it a little bit, but it's just I, I read a lot of these, and I've seen it happen so many yeah, times. shut up already with your complaints. <laughs> I'm just a negative Nelly. But um, yeah, I just see it so much. And actually, I was listening back to some of our older episodes, and it's a comment we've been talking about for a long time. Like, I think it's this happened a, in every episode I've been on. So. Yeah, and it's I think it's happened in almost every episode we've talked about. Like, I don't think there's been a single episode of the podcast where we don't mention this problem. And I, I mean, I don't know if there's any expiring writers out listening to us, but you don't need to say that. And if and if you do need to say that, like, if every statement you're is so writing, am- you're not writing it right. If you need to say, yeah, that, exactly. Like if you if every statement you have has to be clarified by who said it because it's ambiguous otherwise, delete it. Delete that entire part of it well, we'll and rewrite it. I think you're right. It seems like yeah. kind of a training wheel scenario because I feel like there's at least been a couple stories. And I think this one would probably fit, though. I mean, like, it's kind of hard to say right now. But, like, you could probably take that out and the story still makes sense. Totally. You know what I mean? Which That's means that thing. it's a better writing than what you would expect. Because it's like, if it's amb- t- ambiguous all the time to where you need that, then that means the characters aren't distinctive enough in what they're doing or how they well, talk Well, here, actually, this first part of the paragraph is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Um... And the award for the best original... Okay. How much better, you might be wondering. Well, and the award for the best original song this year is Phoenix of the Seasons. Come on up, Sierra Samuel. Now, here's my argument. Right after that, it says the MC said. If I remove that, if I just say, come on up, Sierra Samuel, I went up to the stage to receive my award. It is clear to anybody that the MC or somebody announcing it, because they're announcing it, right? Like, it's obvious that they're announcing it, that the announcer said it. And, I mean, maybe it's not clear that she's at an award ceremony, but I feel like it's for the most part I'd say you only need to clarify that if the announcer is some, like, famous person that you've already referenced previously to set up or something. If, like, oh, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger... Also, like she says, at the, and then also after I like to thank you, my family. She says I said excitedly as I held up my trophy. Um, I don't think you need the I said. You can just put a period and then say excitedly I held up my trophy, and then that right. gives the same imagery of where she's like saying it. She's holding up the trophy, and 
I know that we might, it's Typhon, if you're listening, or Typhoon, or Typhon, you have one O, it's Typhon. Um, if you're listening, uh, these are just like, these might seem like nitpicks, but honestly, like, try it out. Just try not, because I remember I, I wrote for a little bit, and I remember when I wrote one of my first stories, uh, I did all this shit when I was younger, I did all of this stuff, and it was like, not fun to read. But then I worked on one, and I specifically tried to uh, imitate an author I liked, uh, specifically Lovecraft. And I didn't do any of this stuff. I made it very abstract on who was talking. I made it very context-based. Like, very rarely did I actually say anything that was actually happening. I just said what was going on. I never, like, gave extra description or, like, like I guess, tr- infrastructure on it. And it, it read a lot smoother to me. Like, honestly, like, the lack of information. Because I think right now with the I said, it's an information overload. You're just getting too much, and it's not necessary. And so, uh, I, I agree completely with that, actually. Um, but the other thing that I will say, and I wonder, because there's still, I think, a good portion of the story that is left, is like, you know, it's kind of what uh, Proper Jen's talking about, where it's like, there's a lot of ideas going on here, and I am somewhat timid to think that, well, I'm pretty sure all of them aren't going to get resolved, and that's fine, like, I get that, but, like, I'm kind of scared none of them are going to have full resolution. <laughs> right. And that's that makes me a little timid about the rest, but worst I mean, scenario. yeah, that is worst case. I think the writer's shown that there's the potential for it, so I'm hoping it's not, but it's yet to be seen. Not like nothing has been resolved so far, at least. Um, not really. I mean, she did become a singer, and she got a dog. All their birthday wishes have been resolved. I mean, hell, we just like, found out the reasoning for why the biodroids are hated. We just like, found that out. That was the big revelation that we got this. Besides for the five Emperor. hours in. Me, yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, and the Emperor's sister being pro-Biodroid, that too. But see, that's actually, see, that's significant. But we didn't even know why they were hated before this. Well, why is she explaining that? Why is it the first, like, pro-Biodroid? Shouldn't, because you could have had, like, you know, some situation put into the story that explained it, right? Like, maybe some, like, slave Biodroid gets picked on, and that you could use that situation to explain it. I mean... Uh, there's all sorts of things you could have done. There's a lot of things. and But but not you don't want to do it, though, to where it's like a person explaining it like a quiz, like you said. Like, oh, did you know about this? Let me explain it to you. It's, I've, been, I've been reading some of the older pop fiction, like old spy thrillers and old like shit like that. Some noir sci-fi. type stuff. Not necessarily noir, more like a CIA versus the Ruskies type thing. Also, like, oh, you know, I also okay, read this yeah. one called Hazard, and Hazard's fucking great. It's like an old 70s spy thriller, and it's not really versus the Ruskies, but it's just a great book. It's really st- stupid and poppy, but it's awesome. But, like, I think some of this, like, you know, sticking to the same style throughout the entire book, for me, that's not a big deal. Like, you can change styles throughout a book, and I'll be fine with it. Uh, but I think that's a more modern, a more new thing. Like, I think, like, a lot of these people, they're reading maybe older poppy books, and they see the idea that like, okay, well, see, I wrote Sierra as first person the first chapter. It has to stay through. And and so I think that a lot of these examples you're bringing up don't mix with that style of consistency, which I think for us is fine because we're like thinking more new age type thing where you, which consistency isn't as important. But I think for some of these authors, they're reading older books and they're thinking consistency matters a lot. And you know what? It, consistency can help at times. It can make things clear. Well, plus it's just younger people are writing these fan fictions, so they're not they're used to the more consistent, like the oh the young, young adult adult fiction is going to have the like it's not going to be changing up. That's style true. Like that. like J.K. Rowling's not going to change. She might change the the sexuality of your characters ten years later, but she won't change your style mid chapter. <laughs> that was a 
uh, internet shallow cut. <laughs> Not deep at all. <laughs> what I will say, I think that it takes a very like expert, liter like uh, you know, expert kind of view on writing and stuff like that to correctly change styles and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think for like the base level of these people writing these stories, it is good to kind of like stick to right. something. Because yeah, it but could be good for these people for actually. These long because they're not as I think it's helpful because it does it does get them. They have to they're required to just root into it, which is something I had to do for a few of the things I was working on, and it's helpful, but. I would say that like, don't be afraid to change your style because like a lot of the the examples hyena has brought up, they would be very interesting ways to explain how these things happen. But you wouldn't want them in an uh, exposition yeah. dump. You wouldn't want just Sierra well, exactly. explaining because that's what changing the style would be good for. Is that type of stuff you could where do you can avoid and, these like, exposition these, dumps at least in a direct way. Well, you could avoid the exposition dumps in an interesting way. So instead of us being from Sierra, we could see from someone else. And that someone else could then bring us into like we. Uh, if anyone's listening to introduce our, information without it being exposition, anyone listening to our a, uh, a, at this point hashtag comedic analysis because we're now we're serious. <laughs> yeah, we're but, getting very. But if you see that we're flirting that. a lot with the idea of transhumanism, and there's a lot of smart things you can do with transhumanism, but I don't think there's a lot of things. I think a lot of those things are really restricted when you talk about just from Sierra, like the spirituality you could do from Sierra. But like a lot of the other suggestions we made, like the other biodroids being picked on, her other friend she's getting met with, um, the idea of removing parts, those aren't well, yeah, viewable from Sierra's point of view because she's already a robot. And so those would be very interesting, like interesting ideas to go down. And I would love to see what Typhon yeah, this could whole come Lily up with character for this. we just straight up dropped. Like that could have been a very interesting subplot right there. And I think Typhon could make some interesting points about it, but you know, it's just that if you yeah, stay consistent, like, and it's not that consistency is bad, it's just that you're not going to be able to explore those areas because you can't really do it from the point of view of Sierra. Maybe you could, but it'd be weak, probably. Actually, I don't know. Prove me wrong, Typhon. Come at me. Well, she has, no, I mean, she has a good aspect of the whole religious bent, but we have never gotten into that, right? Like, because that's the one bent that she'd be good at, like, presenting a viewpoint from, right? Yeah, I the mean, the whole, like, having the, the religion, the religious that's people the thing. of the I feel universe. like the religious thing, we've made it more interesting than it was. Because to us, it may, it's really it's a really interesting transhumanist question. Like, could a, could a robot if be religious? If you explore it. If you explore it. But, thing. I mean, for her, it was like she met Jesus and she's fine. Well, right. That was the other... It, like, we harped on it just because it came so out of left field. Like, it, it was didn't nowhere. make any sense. Early kind of with, like, on, the earlier dude. story. Yeah. And it almost seems like that, that it was happened so that now she could reference God as, like, random asides. And then maybe that's just the author's style. She wants to do that. Maybe Maybe they're faithful. Whoever Typhon is, maybe well, I'm sure cool. that's like, what it is, and that's right? fine. It's kind of building on my other point, but like I feel like it lacks catharsis. It doesn't have any emotional like release on this stuff, so it's just kind of like she found God, okay, but like that doesn't give me anything. Right. There's I nothing to sink my teeth into because she could be believing against the grain, and it's like oh, she's like trying fighting to believe in this the in God when all the other religions are saying oh these biodroids don't have souls. Like that could have been a common. Yeah, and uh, I think I completely agree with Seth here that catharsis, that, I guess, yeah. is the key factor missing in that spiritual revolution. The reason why that transhumanist question of our robot, what it means to be human, and do robots have religion as a way to attack that that question, it's because we get the catharsis of understanding losing faith or gaining faith. You know, even for us atheists, right. it could be cathartic to watch someone overpower. You know, the because well, it could be fighting for because we don't have to because it's just still because just because like even if we're atheist, 
uh, which I but am, and hyena e- is for even sure. If we, right. It's fair. You can throw. We're, yeah, we're, Seth's we're also all an coming from a pretty non-religious background. Yeah, we're not religious. We're all absurdist. We're all we're absurdist. Except for Propagent. I don't think Propagent's a full absurdist. But so with that, though, uh, it doesn't mean that we can't have that same cathartic release of listening to someone deal with faith like that. I mean, well, plus, just because you're if, like... Plus the resolution would be that like her accepting that she could have a soul, like from our viewpoint, we could still like view that as a positive of, oh, these robot beings like can be effectively equal level with humans. That's still uh, like that aspect of it still can still be uh, applied to an atheist. Or even if the conclusion was that they can't, let's say the conclusion was that they can't. Sure. We could still have catharsis in either disagreeing or we could have catharsis in trying to understand the author's point. Maybe the author made a great point. We could have catharsis even as a spiritual people or a religious people specifically. Uh, we could have that catharsis. And that catharsis, which any listener who doesn't understand, it's the releasing, it's Aristotle's word, and it's the releasing of emotion or the purging of emotion through art. So, like, when you watch a sad rom com, like, you know, when the dog dies at the end of the rom com movie, that's catharsis. You cry. And that is the Plus, releasing of emotion this, that's pent this up like, uh, through daily life. And this singing, this singing subplot could be heavily tied into that. The the whole like, if you were playing up the whole, oh, do I have a soul? Like that type of stuff, like going against the grain of the religions. And that maybe later in the story, like that's a big part of why people are like, oh, maybe these biodroids have humanity because she's singing well, and that's an emotional art. That's like super emotional if you're doing it well. And not, right. Not to mention that play I wasn't, I don't know if I brought it up early in the episode, but I thought this might tie in in some like type of gospel aspect where she becomes a singer yeah, for right. the purpose of like furthering religion or something. That like is that. how it started. Yeah. Like that's where I thought this was going, but it seems to have gotten kind of off track. I mean, that would be interesting, you know, seeing the gospel thing. Um, let's be fair. We're only halfway through. So, you know, all, obviously all these criticisms are on the table for being changed with the author's work. Uh, Typhon, if you're listening, please don't change your work. <laughs> Actually, I think we'll probably finish recording by the time you, this is released, so it's fine. But um, also another thing is, you know, just take these criticisms not in, personally because, you know, we've talked to some. And it's just that, you know, these are just our thoughts and we want the best for you and all that. <laughs> like, But yeah, I do think the gospel thing would be interesting. I think that would be a good way of tying the things together, right? And it being like, you know, this robot girl, she brings faith through singing. Uh, does that change the question? Now, the problem, though, from the get-go on this piece is that I don't think it's asking that question. Well, no. I agree. Yeah, yeah. so far. Providing an answer to a question you don't ask is is pointless. It doesn't ask it, but it, like, sets up the question almost and then doesn't ask it. So it's, like, it even worse. It's like That's what it does. It, yeah, it's, like, begging to have this be a part of this or the, it almost it, like, does it's almost begging the question you you go from like posing I mean, the idea being different quickly, but well you po- there's like different stages of asking a question you're like posing that the idea is different begging someone to make the question for you and then you're straight up asking it this one got to begging when it came to jesus but then it completely dropped it at the point when jesus came and said you're okay which i mean is not a bad right. thing that's actually could be a very interesting step but unless we I start mean, you seeing, don't have to and that's her perspective, though, because you could have still had that, but still be... You could still have the other... Not factors. have answered the question. You could still, if you actually made it a focus, and I'll be, still have And I'll be honest conflict. here, I haven't... Even though I usually read these before to make sure that they're good for airing, I haven't read all of this. I only read up through chapter 11. And so it could be that we're all blindsided. And I'm not bringing in future material here. I'm not like, you know, 
predicting the future. I'm trying to stay in the right. moment. But considering yes. how the story's been going, I am worried that it's going to be a collection of misadventures that are loosely related. Sprinkled with, like, the main, like, biodroid, like, conflict thing. Yeah, that, like, overall Her thematic point, kind of, like, the deeper meaning of all this. But you right. know what I got to give to Typhon on this? This is the first fan fiction... Or not even, it's not a fan fiction, it's original fiction, but I've called it a fan fiction because half the time, I found out that a lot of the stories I thought were original fictions weren't. <laughs> they were fan fi- Like Quirky.Tez, I thought that was an original fiction, and then I got an ad on Facebook for Hot Streets on Adult Swim, which is a cartoon. But I gotta say, she's one of the, sh- uh, she or he, don't want to assume your gender, but we have. Um, that No, we were guessing. We were, were guessing. Assuming. Well, at some points, assuming. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, you've gotten us to talk about some deep shit that other things have not. So that's a, that's a yeah, thumbs up. At, it at least introduced, yeah, some stuff. Like that's like definitely that. a thumbs up. I do think so. that Typhon, if they were to work on some mechanical things and some execution things, I think they could. I think they could go places. Definitely better than some of the fucking books I've been reading lately that are actually published and not on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, it's like the actual pop book from the sixties. Yeah. yeah raises more questions than those do <laughs> already above that but yeah uh proper gent i know we've been kind of ranting for a little bit do you have any thoughts oh, on it gone. Is he, oh, yeah, oh he had to leave he didn't, didn't see the message oh no i we have our yeah. thing muted so it doesn't get into our recording yeah since y'all can't see the okay i assumed y'all saw that but yeah so i got the message uh proper uh, gent's been gone i, I can't from him being <laughs> not here for as long as it was because we've been talking for a little bit now we're sorry we're sorry proper gent uh me this is the and rant Seth, episode. we we have i have my discord muted so that the noise because our the noise system here works to where if like it comes through my sp- it'll come through my speakers and i'll get in the recording yeah it's very clunky and hard on everybody that's so, in the podcast. sorry about that um okay yeah because <laughs> that's kind of funny though because either way he, like said the man he's like hey guys uh can you get this uh snappy up? up and you just like kept going and i'm just like well i mean he's oh he- shit is that what it said that's awesome that's hilarious of all the things i meant uh fancy or fancy octopus proper sure. octopus fancy Prop- <laughs> yeah I was proper mixing. octopus fancy gent but, but yeah uh, so sorry proper gent um that sucks. Yeah, I, we're I not like, going to get like his opinions. little... Yeah, usually it would have been nice because we actually got into some stuff. It wasn't like, this story is stupid. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, he also has a very different thought. viewpoint than the rest of us. Because, I mean, yeah, usually you, he me, brings uh, Seth, stuff in that's for the, not addressed. For the me. listener, me, Seth, and Hyena are all actually related. We're actually in the same family. So we actually have similar viewpoints. And we stuff usually there. line up, like, just coincidentally, though, because it's not that people that are, re- like, related are just super. But it's also like, we line we up. We seem to, yeah, just come from, like, just three completely different viewpoints. Yeah. And somehow come to the it. same conclusion. Also, we also have the same philosophical accepting. Uh, we're, like, like uh, Hyena said, we're all absurd. Artists. we're all not yeah, religious so. you know so we have some pretty similarities but um but it's, it's interesting to hear his difference because he's different than us and it is always interesting because i remember there's a lot of times when like you know uh the guests and me will agree on something and then probably don't come out of nowhere and be like oh i, yeah, I do no. you guys remember like it actually happened the first episode the second episode of this where it's like we thought this was good and he's just like do you guys remember how this fucking started <laughs> like <laughs> you'd be like oh shit yeah yeah we did forget so sorry proper <laughs> yeah, gent uh but actually Thumbs up for you because you're following the podcast etiquette rules of not interrupting. 
Anyway, we talked about some deep shit. Um, so, serious gems. Serious gems. Yeah, it's too bad I couldn't stay on late this time to get to the talk. So the rant episode. I, I, I yeah, this is the serious to do it on, I guess, because some of the other ones I mean, yeah, don't. Do you think that that's far. like we have never done it, but I do think that'll be one of the cooler parts of this podcast is like hopefully because I feel like I'm starting to pick up on stuff about these stories where like I'm no expert by any means, but like hopefully maybe we actually can give a little bit of like information to. Like, you know, I was actually um, thinking amateur um, writers and stuff like that. I was actually thinking about doing it. Yeah, episode like, so where, amateur writers could actually listen to, like, yeah, instead yeah they might like, learn something. Instead um, of doing two stories, uh, the first half would be me actually listing 10 common criticisms and then. Okay, like a little summation. A little help, of and then I would provide examples. So, like, I actually have an example yeah. of my current book. Uh, I actually read it to Hyena and our friend, uh, another friend we have, I'm not going <laughs> to name. But I read it and I was pretty drunk at the time. But I gave a very, uh, very emotional role. It's about the president finding out the Russians have uh, the minutes for the NSC. So, oh, that book. Okay, I was thinking of a. Uh, but it was. I thought it was a good example. Then book. again, it was specifically against that example of the True Allegiance book, which I was not a fan of. Either way, uh, we're probably running yeah. out of time, though. We don't want to waste all your time, listener. But uh, yeah, be on the lookout for the episode, the, the criticisms uh, episode. Um. Anyway, uh, Typhon, I feel like you're doing. We're, we're gonna keep. We're gonna go to the end. Don't worry, we're not quitting on you. We're, we're gonna. We're gonna go all the way. But um, you know what? Uh, just it'd be interesting if you could explore some of the things we talk about here. Uh, any last closing statements from you guys? No, I think that about sums it up. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I think cool. Hopefully, we have dispelled a little bit of actual information. So. And not just farted for the last hour. <laughs> yeah, right. It's burping. Okay. I really want this Topo Chico thing to go through. Sorry. Well, see y'all later. Hey, the stories, you know, they might take off. And if you have any other stories you think might take off, feel free to email them to us at buriedgympodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>